Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. This week on the show, I wanted to get into holiday preparations. So we are coming up on the holiday season with Christmas. By the time this airs, we'll be about 10 days away. And so Christmas is really big in our family, but I am totally recognizing that it is very different this year with COVID, with so many rules about social gatherings and what we can and cannot do, and honestly, things changing by the minute, it's really a different year. And as much as we're doing some things that are the same, you know, thinking about gifts and, um, you know, maybe some of those food preparations, there are other things that will be quite different for a lot of people this year. And so I've started to take this perspective that if it's going to be different this year, let's make it different. And I kind of have flipped the switch in my brain on that. And by that, I mean, then let's not try to make it exactly the same. Because then I think if you try to make it exactly the same as what it would normally be, but things are missing or people are missing, then it's going to feel off. But I thought if I try to make it totally different, then it's going to feel as it's going to feel. So one of the ways that I'm doing this is kind of re revisiting traditions, you know, just revamping things. I think that this year, given that we will not be gathering with certain families or in larger groups, it's almost an opportunity for a judgment-free Christmas. And by that, I mean, no one is going to judge what you baked except, you know, your small family that you're with, or nobody is going to be judging your meal and did you make this or that, except maybe within your little family. And so I think it's really an opportunity to say, hey, these are some things that I find value in that we do every every year and that I love. And these are maybe some things that I don't love. And so you know what? I'm not going to do it. I think... By taking that approach, we can we can kind of look at 2020 Christmas holidays as an opportunity, be it whether it's New Year's you're thinking about or whether you're celebrating Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Christmas, there's always an opportunity to kind of look at it with a new lens. So one of the first things that I've been doing this with is the traditional meal. So I've heard so many different ideas about how to do the traditional meal. And I'll be honest, I came off of a Thanksgiving that was okay. I mean, it was small. And so I only did a small chicken and it was okay, but it was a lot of work for me. And nobody really helps in my house. So I'm thinking, okay, that was okay. But then I've made a few small chickens since that haven't turned out as well. So I feel like I'm coming off a bad streak. I really don't want to do a huge turkey because my family does not love leftovers. And so 
other than maybe getting one meal out of it, I know that I'm not going to get that whole idea of I made a big meal and now I don't need to cook for a week. I know what will happen is by the next day, you know, maybe they'll eat it for lunch or maybe we could have it the next day for dinner, but then it'll kind of be like, I'm sick of this. What are you making now? So I've totally done it other years and you know, I could do it, but I thought, why not explore some of these other options I've heard of? So one family that we are friends with does this really cool idea of on Christmas Eve, they bake everybody's favorite meal or they cook everybody's favorite meal. So, you know, if one person loves spaghetti and the next person loves uh, fried chicken and the next person loves chicken fried rice, like everybody picks sort of their favorite meal and then they make it. So they have a ton of food Christmas Eve, but the beauty is that Christmas Day you do leftovers. So you'd have leftover fried chicken, you'd maybe put it with some fried rice, you know, maybe most of the spaghetti's gone, but you get a little scoop, right? So you kind of get this cool, almost like a potluck, you like you sort of create your own potluck. And then the beauty for mom and dad, if dad cooks, is that the next day, you know, you go through the present opening, you do all of the fun, but when it rolls around to that afternoon, you can sit there and read your book, you can, you know, maybe take a bath, maybe go back for a nap, right? You're not going to be cooking that giant meal that takes, let's face it, so much timing considerations. When you cook the big turkey dinner, you've got to time that baby so close so that everything's ready. And it is, that is, in my opinion, the trickiest thing. I don't really struggle with the actual food, well, other than those chickens that took longer. But that's what it was. It wasn't that the chickens didn't turn out. It was that they took longer. And so the rest of the meal was already ready. And then everyone's like, oh, they're they're sitting down at the table waiting, going, well, everything else is ready. And you're like, yeah, but the chicken or the turkey, I'm a huge meat thermometer person. And so if it's not at that exact temperature, 165 Fahrenheit in the entire thing, I'm not serving it. So basically, that is the huge stumbling block. And I loved this idea of everybody's favorite meal, because then you're not doing that on Christmas Day. And chances are, you can probably Christmas Eve, um, you know, putter away at getting that that big meal ready. So that was a really cool idea. The other idea that I was playing around with was doing a huge Christmas brunch lunch kind of thing. And then again, everybody eats leftovers for dinner. And so I actually think that's where we're leaning towards. What I did is I said to my family, we've got three options. We can do traditional Christmas dinner, we can do the everybody's favorite meal option and we can do the brunch option. And so we sort of talked it out and I think everybody's on board for the brunch. But with the brunch, it's the same kind of idea. You do a really big brunch, you know, and let's face it, the kids open all their presents and then they sort of go go and do something for a bit, right? So you kind of have a bit of time late morning where you can prepare a meal. So that's when I'm envisioning that I'll get into this brunch mode. So what we're thinking is we will serve a whole bunch of different things because we do have a lot of food issues in our family. Um, But, you know, you could easily do like a quiche. That would be even something that you could buy, you know, if you're somebody that likes quiche and can eat egg. Um, 
that to do a gluten-free version would be a little bit different as well or dairy-free. But you could just do, like I've seen some oven omelets that you could do um, dairy-free, gluten-free, um, hard to do it egg-free. So if you are doing eggs, but then you can think about all the breakfast meats. So you could do bacon. The other thing I'm thinking of is a ham. So um, I think what we're going to do is get a ham and then do that as part of the dinner. And so then that gives something substantial because you're going to have the brunch and then kind of pick at it for the day. You've got this lovely food there and then it can kind of roll into this is your evening uh, dinner meal as well. And so it's the same kind of thing as the other one is that you're basically eating leftovers come the evening. But again, the cleanup is done. The prep is done. You're not spending the entire day doing this. So some of the other foods we're thinking of adding into it would be like a roasted potato or some kind of a breakfast potato. Um, like I said, there could be an egg dish. You could do a meat like bacon, ham, pea meal, or Canadian bacon. That would be great. I'm going to do waffles. So I thought I'll get out my waffle maker. I'll just like putter away at waffles. I only can make two at a time because it's a really small, cheap waffle maker, but whatever. Um, it'll be fine. And then, you know, berries. I'm going to do like a Christmas salad. I found a recipe for one that's got like um, clementines in it. And you can add like pecans or dried cranberries and sort of do a vinaigrette. So I thought that would be a really nice Christmas salad. Um, and then I was thinking my husband's not into the waffles, so maybe do like a pound cake and he can have berries. Or you could add in scones, you could add croissants, um, whatever, you know, kind of sort of baked good that you like. Muffins would be super easy. A banana bread or some kind of a Christmas bread. Cinnamon rolls. So the one thing I did commit to is my family loves cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. So we're going to still do the cinnamon rolls as like a proper breakfast and then we'll hold off this brunch probably closer till noon and then everybody won't be starving because they've at least already had a cinnamon roll. So I just really liked this idea. I thought, um, you know, everybody seemed to be thinking everything was sounding really yummy. You could also easily do some roasted vegetables with that. I could imagine some, say, asparagus or Brussels sprouts or something that you could roast, even cauliflower, broccoli, just to get some veggies in there as well. Because again, if you're going to be doing more of a ham with the potatoes and veggies at dinner, you'll you'll want that already. So I really thought... Um, and I'm kind of excited about these new options. And instead of feeling sort of that burden of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do this entire turkey meal myself, I'm thinking this will be kind of fun. And it's got me looking on the internet for recipes and great brunch ideas. And one of the pluses that I'm thinking is maybe I'll get a mimosa in too with this awesome brunch. So it sounds super yummy. Um, so then that kind of goes into what else can you do different? So besides the meal, and I know the meal is a big center for people, but yeah, one plus is, you know, I don't often get to have a drink on Christmas. You know, there are people that have, oh, I have Baileys in my coffee and they have that new almond Baileys or, you know, they have the mimosas with their breakfast and we're usually traveling somewhere on Christmas. And so I don't, drink because we're going to be driving and going somewhere else. And so I thought, you know what, this is an opportunity that if I do want to have um, a drink kind of with our festivities, that that will totally 
be fine. So that's kind of a different thing to do for me. Um, another thing that I was thinking that you could work into your holidays, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Christmas, it could even be New Year's, but is working in some fitness. So there are tons of fun runs that often occur around Christmas time. There's a Santa shuffle that usually happens in early December by the running room, but Essentially what the Santa shuffle is, is you kind of dress like Santa and you go for a jog, run, walk, run, whatever you want it to be. It's usually a 5K. And so that's something you could do on Christmas. You could do Christmas Eve, whatever weather looks good. You could do it a Boxing Day Santa shuffle. That could be really fun or it doesn't have to be Santa. I mean, you could dress up with an elf hat or you could just go outside. You know, you could work in a hike. It's beautiful, especially if you've got some snow or some nice hiking trails. That could be a really fun new family tradition. And maybe when you're doing the larger gathering, you wouldn't do something like a hike or a run because you'd be maybe concerned about some of the older people in your family that, oh yeah, they can't maybe do this hike. I know that would be a consideration for our family. But if you've just got your small family, why not get them outside, right? It's a great way to burn off some extra sugar that you know that they're going to be having. And it's a good way to get grounded, get some fresh air, spend a little time in nature, Another one that is often happening here in Ontario is a resolution run. So New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, there's typically a run, a resolution run, which kind of recommits you to running in the new year. You know, you kind of reflect and you say, all right, I've been doing a great job on my running this year and I am going to bring this forward into the new year. So again, that's something you could work into your holidays as well. And it gets the kids outside. You know, it doesn't have to be about how fast or how far you go, but more just doing something a little bit different. So I liked those ideas. For me this year, I think I'm going to do a lot less baking. That's going to be something when I'm reassessing, you know, what's a have to, what's a need, what's a love. I don't think I'm going to do as much baking. Typically, I do a whole bunch of different kinds of cookies and squares that are gluten-free and dairy-free, egg-free, so that when we go to various gatherings, I can not only share these yummy treats with everybody, but also that my kids have something available to them. And I do then a whole bunch of trays. So, you know, a tray to take to my dad's, a tray to take to my mom's, you know, a tray if we're going to a Christmas party, a tray for Christmas Day, you know, if we're going to my sister's or for our place. And so I just don't think we need that much this year. We're not going to all of these different spots. And, you know, same with work. I'm not taking anything in there. In fact, we already had a Christmas party for work via Zoom. So that's totally done. And so I think I I really need to be picky about what I bake. So the kids have said they'd like to do either gingerbread or sugar cookies because they love any kind of cookie that you can decorate, putting on icing, sprinkles, all that kind of stuff. And my daughter really wanted peanut butter balls that are dipped in chocolate. So I think we're going to do wow butter um, instead of peanut butter because I don't really like peanut butter. And I mean, you could also do almond butter, sunflower seed butter would be good too. And so I know we'll do those. And then I'm thinking with our brunch idea, 
that I'm actually going to do a trifle for Christmas and do kind of that layered dessert. I've found some pudding that seems to work out fairly well dairy-free. I've ordered some Kaniki Nick vanilla wafers. You could also use a cake. You could crumble up cake if you didn't want to do wafers. Um, some people put jello in them. You can do fruit, uh, whipped cream. So I'll maybe look at getting some coconut whipped cream that would be dairy-free. And just come up with a different kind of light dessert. And I think that would go really well with um, our brunch meal and also with our later um, leftover meal. And so the other one that I did think of as well would be in, instead of maybe doing all the squares, if you have a house with little kids, little kids love cupcakes and cake. So you could consider that because I know for me when I've done shortbreads and, you know, a whole bunch of the different traditional cookies, the kids don't really like them. And so that's where I thought, well, I'm not trying to, you know, impress some of the older people in my family and share as much with them because we're not really sharing food. Um, So just, you know, think about chocolate chip cookies. You could put some cool, fun red and green icing on the top. That would be easy. You could do cupcakes. Again, the kids could decorate them. And if they like them more, why not? Cupcakes are also really easy to freeze. And then when the kids the kids want a special treat in a few weeks, you can pull out a cupcake. So that was kind of another thing that I thought of. Um, and just, just generally revisiting the volume because I know the last thing you want is on Christmas to end up with tons and tons of this stuff left over. Some of it doesn't freeze very well. And then you kind of either feel like you need to overindulge or you're throwing it out, which is a huge, huge waste of money. Another thing that I thought could be a different take, and it's not something that we typically do, but is doing almost like a games night or games afternoon, either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Um, Because again, you're not A lot of times you're spending the holidays visiting and so you're catching up with people and that's taking a lot of your time when you're doing your visits. But this year, if you're sticking to your small family, you've been with them since the beginning of the pandemic. You pretty much know what's up, right? So thinking about some different activities, you know, crafts could be one. If your kids loves crafts, then, you know, go to the dollar store, pick up some crafty stuff, or maybe you've already got it if you're a crafty mom, I'm not, you know, and just have a few of those things around because also one of the beauties of Christmas and getting together is that usually the kids go off and play with their cousins and they see their new toys and, you know, they share what they got and they're kind of busy doing fun stuff. Maybe they play video games together, whatever, but they're not going to be doing that. So you're going to be looking for something to do and the kids are going to be kind of looking for something to do. So that's where thinking about a games or whatever games would be fun for your family, games afternoon. I mean, one that's pretty easy is heads up that you can do on your phone. I recently played with my daughter uh, Pictionary. They have different apps that you can go in and download an app and then it gives you the Pictionary words. And so then you just need a pad of paper. I mean, you could use your tablet too if you wanted to do it that way. Um, You can just kind of use the draw, the paint function on the tablet. And then 
work through the words together, but the kids need to be able to read for that. Sometimes my daughter, she'll I'll give her a clue and then she'll be like, I don't know this word and she'll start to sound it out. Um, but, you know, I just tell her, keep keep going through the words till you know one. And it usually works. Um, and then there's tons of board games, things like that, that you could do. And even Xbox, if your kids are into video games for my son's birthday, he really wanted to play Fortnite with me. I've never played Fortnite in my life, but I gave it a go for, you know, a half an hour. He said we did really well. Um, uh, yeah, so anyway, you could try something like that as well. Or like a movie marathon could be really fun. Um, again, our friends did last year, I think they did Lord of the Rings and they watched some of those and those are super long movies and, you know, you could do Harry Potter, you could do a Harry Potter one, you could do um, really like anything that's like a sequence. There's tons of Christmas movies that are like that, right? Like you Home Alone, if you've got Disney Plus, they've got a million Home Alones on there. Santa Claus. There's like Santa Claus 1, the Santa Claus 2, 3, 4. So same thing. You could just kind of say, we're going to do this movie marathon. And, and it kind of just makes it a little bit something different, something special, something fun that um, that the kids will kind of remember as different for this year. And so I think that's really what we want is that they're going to remember this year as different. So why not make it different fun, right? I think that's that's what I'm hoping for anyway. And I would say one of the other things that is fun for this year is that there really is less of a need to rush. You know, normally, if you're traveling on Christmas Day, you feel that pressure of kind of getting through the morning and then getting off to where you need to go and making yourself look all nice and making sure you don't forget presents and the baked goods and everything for the potluck that you were supposed to bring. And, you know, you, you maybe just don't have that the same this year. And maybe that's okay. Maybe you can just take that extra time to enjoy things and move more slowly. Maybe throw a meditation in um, or some yoga. You know, get yourself your, your me time, your self-care. Get a run in. You know, maybe after the hustle and bustle, you say, hey, I'm going for a run just on my own. Have fun, guys. Um, I'm, I might actually do that. And then the other thing I did was decorating. I kind of went through and picked and choosed a little bit more this year in terms of what I wanted to pull out because I thought, you know, I don't have to have it all. I want, I just want the things that kind of speak to me this year. We had a lot of fun doing our tree. I love doing the tree. And and then I kind of just did a little bit of decorating upstairs and then I did, um, you know, the outside lights. But again, just kind of felt like I'm just going to do what I feel this year. And I, I think it's been kind of empowering. So again, I would totally say keep the traditions that you love. If it's something that you're like, it is not Christmas without my cinnamon buns or having a chocolate orange. That was a big one when I was a kid. I used to every morning on Christmas, I would want a chocolate orange in my stocking and then I would eat that chocolate orange on Christmas. And so keep those for sure. We usually do hors d'oeuvres on Christmas Eve, so I'm planning to do that. I'm thinking maybe some charcuterie. I'm thinking of just different um, gluten-free, dairy-free small things. I know my husband loves takeout on Christmas Eve, so he's thinking of getting some takeout. And then I'm thinking, well, then I'll put for me to eat um, these hors d'oeuvres and then the kids can just kind of have what they want. 
So that's that's probably what we'll do, and that makes it feel like Christmas Eve for us. And then, um, like I said, keeping any of the traditions that you love, and then maybe rethinking some of the ones that have felt cumbersome in the past, right? Um, and that maybe don't speak to you as much this year. And then maybe trying to add in a few new things that who knows, maybe after this different year of doing things differently, you'll find a new tradition that you want to continue with and that you might even keep for next year or another crazy year. And then the last thing I would say is self-care. So let's be honest here. All of this, even spending time rethinking the traditions, takes mental power. And I think a lot of parents are feeling a stress of an expectation this year that they have to make it bigger and better. And that's where I'm saying maybe it's rethinking instead of bigger and better because it is really hard to do that this year. And it is hard to make up for the fact that you aren't going to maybe be seeing some of the family that that you wish you could. I think being honest with your kids about that, saying, yeah, I agree with you. It's hard this year that, you know, we're not going to get to spend time at grandpa's or, you know, we're not going to get to spend time all together playing with our cousins like we maybe would have liked to. And being honest but then taking that moment for yourself and recognizing self-care as well, that there is a burden on parents right now. And I know I felt this at Halloween. I felt it throughout all of the COVID birthdays. And it was this, hey, I really want this to be good. I don't want my kids to look back on 2020 and say, that was a crappy birthday. That was a crappy Halloween. If there's anything I can do, I really want to make it great for them. But the reality is you also need to take care of yourself in that time and don't just go crazy for everybody else. And I think that's where my idea of not doing the full meal is something that I'm, it's kind of for myself. I just don't, I don't feel attached to that burden this year, I guess. And and I think even just recognizing it, maybe do some journaling and say, wow, I didn't realize it, but I'm feeling a ton of pressure to get this Christmas right. Or I'm feeling, you know, a heaviness here because I want to make it something that I really know it can't be. Um, and and recognizing that to yourself and working through those feelings might might be helpful as well. So hopefully you've come up with some new ideas, some ideas for self-care, or even just a new perspective for this year. And I really hope that everybody has an amazing holiday season and as great and as different as it can be. And I really, I think my biggest hope is that everybody can stay healthy so that we can all power through into the new year and and move into our 2021. So again, safe, happy holiday season. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you are looking for that advice, please seek that out from a professional. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can visit my blog, www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com or follow me online at 
Sarah Lady Gluten on Instagram, S-A-R-A-L-A-D-Y-G-L-U-T-E-N, or the Facebook page, Sarah-LadyGluten. If you do like the podcast, please consider subscribing so that you will get the podcast update every week and or reviewing the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Thanks again and have a great week.